and a one and a two and a one. It's two, time for three, Boss four, Fish. One, it's two, time for Boss Fish. We <laughs> New are theme here. Song. <laughs> Sorry, Cassie. <laughs> we replaced it, so it's We've a little more so sophisticated. Much for sure. <laughs> We're intellectuals, and we want our podcast song to reflect that. Intellectual. Intellectual. <laughs> nice heart. <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome to this episode uh, of boss, boss bitch. bitch um this week we have a writer producer retired fair, fair security, security guard, guard. <laughs> <laughs> our oh, favorite credit and krav maga practitioner yes oh my goodness amazing. she's all around badass we mm-hmm. talked to gabrielle Utsi. she's amazing she, you're gonna love her too um i feel like we could have talked to her for three days yeah but we maybe it'll be a two-parter could we'll be. keep you on your toes, toes. enjoy Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Of Thanks for having me. Yeah, oh, everybody, welcome to Boss Bitch. We always forget welcome. to say that. We do. Um, we're here with Gabrielle. How do you say your last name? Utsi. Utsi. I was going to say Utsi. Mm-hmm. It's such a weird thing being like, I've seen your name a bajillion times, <laughs> but I've never heard your name said out loud. I feel like mm-hmm. that's an email phenomenon. Anytime I was like in elementary school, Middle school, high school is the same thing. Everybody wanted to say like Ootsie. Then in mm. elementary school, there was a Yutsi. Oh, that's confusing. And then that just fucked everybody up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like no one knew how to say my name. Yeah. <sighs> um, so Gabrielle Utsi. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, ch- I'm going to have to. It's fine. I think it, of the chips. Fine. It took me chips. like three weeks to say Sammy's name correctly. <laughs> Cunio. <laughs> It's very easy, but I don't know. My Midwestern I'm mouth doesn't like way. things. Sometimes if I don't completely like forget your name, I will mispronounce it. <laughs> it's really not good. I'll very just call you Hey. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, hey. Oh, hey. Yeah, I have no it's idea fun. who you are. Exactly. Yeah. Half yeah. the time, I don't even know what name I use because I use Silberman sometimes and mm. I use Harbert sometimes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I so think, Yeah, you emailed me once and I was like, I was like, oh, okay. And then you text messaged me. I was like, that's not. That's like not there's the same. a disconnect. Yeah. yeah. Is she scamming me? <laughs> I have multiple people, but always the same first name. So tell us about you. Where did where did you grow up? Yeah. I am an Ohioan. So I always Ooh. tell people Cleveland because no one knows where Elyria is. Like it's yeah. like 30 minutes outside of Cleveland. Okay. Um, I grew up there. Um, I went to the University of the Arts in Philadelphia for writing for film and television for college. Mm-hmm. Um, I came out to L.A., God, in 2008, I think September of 2008. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah, you we're were all, all the same. The same. Yeah. 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 Um, it was, well, before I left Philadelphia, one of my professors always did this thing where every three years, I want to say, he would ask students to be a part of an indie film that he was putting together. Mm-hmm. You could be a producer, you could be a production manager, you could be a camera person, like whatever. And I ended up being a first AD and a production manager. I recommend that to no one. Mm. I, I, <laughs> I still don't understand people who are first ADs because it is... It's a miserable existence. It's the hardest job in production. I literally was told when I asked someone's advice, they said, you literally just have to be a dick the entire time. Yeah. You're, yeah. Just, you're just a gaping asshole mm-hmm. most of the time. <laughs> it's just, and everybody hates you, but it's like you have to keep people on time. Right. You have to keep mm-hmm. everything organized. It yeah. was a miserable existence. Mm-hmm. Um, so I stayed on and did that for a summer. And then I went to back. I went back to Ohio for about two weeks. Then I packed up in Holy like one shit. of my friend's cars and just drove out. <laughs> let's do this. So yeah. when you went to school, well, let's back up a little bit first. What sure. was your childhood like? Was it... 
Small um, town, USA? I mean, yeah, it was small town. I mean, Elyria, this is, it was the burbs. Mm-hmm. You know, we lived in a predominantly, you know, white neighborhood, um, suburbs. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was really laid back. Like, at the time, you know, it was small town, USA, and it was. it's interesting to think about now, because as I go back and recession and, like, everything else, mm-hmm. it's just not the same town it used to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's trying It's trying to get that back, but it's so hard to look at it now, because I'm like, I loved living here when I was little, mm-hmm. you know? And now it's it's kind of it's kind of sad to look at. Yeah, I, I feel like that's happened a lot in that belt because being yeah. from Indian, a suburb of Indianapolis, mm-hmm. when I was growing up, it was it was a total middle income, lower yeah. lower middle Mid, class. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now I go back, and the the neighborhood that I grew up in before we bought a house that had like some acreage, like a little farm, like oh, this looks like. Where people go to smoke meth now. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you know it's it's. I mean, it's a mess. I remember there used to be this library that we used to go to all the time. And there would be apartment buildings that they built next to it, and they were building like a little plaza behind it that would have a Target and whatever. Um, always a nice little apartment. Um, families, you know, family friendly. Schools were nearby. Churches were nearby, mm-hmm. and. <laughs> A few years ago, they were like, oh, you know, two bodies found in their apartment next to, like, the Lear Public Library. And you're like... No! We're like, oh, we're doing this now? But yeah. you would... Fi- I mean, it would just be more and more news. Like, yeah. people mm-hmm. are getting kicked out. Now it's boarded up. And, you know, I mean, having no money and the recession hitting like that, yeah. people are, oh you know, people are desperate and they don't, yeah. you know... Yeah, people are hit hard. Yeah, but again, it was, you know, middle class neighborhood. Um, my brother and I, I have, a, I have a brother, he's eight years older than me, um... We were in sports all the time, mm-hmm. and we were we were those kids. And my mom um, is actually she's the person that actually inspired me to get into writing and stuff like that. It was stuff that she loved to do, mm-hmm. yeah. and she didn't really get an opportunity to do that. So she's like, "Look, if you want to do it, you should do it." That's awesome. And awesome. when I was in elementary school, we used to have this store we went to called Drug Mart, nice. <laughs> and they would sell like. You know, they do pharmacists and, you know, little groceries and whatever else, but they also had a giant video section in there. You just rent videos. So every Friday, it would be like my mom or my dad didn't pick me up. She would go to Drug Mart and get, like, literally a stack of VHSs just, like, 10 or 15 deep. And be like, so this weekend, this is what we're doing. That's amazing. (laughs) That's so great. Yeah. What did your parents do? So my dad worked at Ford for Mm -hmm. a really long time. And uh, my mom, she did HR and she worked with behavioral needs kids. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she did that for a really long time. And then my brother ended up getting into that later. Okay. So, yeah. So we did the same thing. He... um, he also pay, played uh, professional basketball overseas for a what? Bit. <gasps> yeah. Where? I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh he um he played in Amsterdam for like two years. Whoa. Did you ever go and visit him? No. Oh girl. I know that was like my <laughs> biggest regret. I was like, Mom, are we ever gonna you know? Oh my god. Go over and check him out. She was like, with what money? Like, <laughs> oh. like no free tickets. Oh, oh man, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So when your mom was renting all those VHS and you were kind of having movie boot camp growing up, <laughs> yeah. did you know that you wanted to go into the entertainment industry? With, I wasn't, especially in, especially in junior high, I wasn't sure just yet. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I got to like high school where I decided that that was something that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Writing has always been like a passion for me and it's always been a thing I love to do and it just, it helped me release a lot of things too, especially being that young. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just remember she brought home 
The Usual Suspects. Mm-hmm. One of that is still to this day my favorite movie. Aww. And I remember she brought it home and I didn't get to watch it for some reason. I think I had like basketball all weekend or something. So I didn't get to watch a lot of movies that weekend. And I remember she woke me up. It was like 1030 at night. And it was essentially like, I need you to watch this movie. You can go into school late tomorrow if you finish it. I was like, <gasps> hell yeah, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> I'll watch it twice. Yeah. I like, yeah, I was like, how You long? know, I'll watch it all day long. Yeah, I was like, no problem. <laughs> and I just remember staying up to watch it and getting to the end. of like, in my bed, all the lights are off. And I'm like, my little VH, you know, my VHS player's oh. on, my little tiny TV. And I'm just sitting here watching the usual suspects and how everything unfolds. And when you get to the end... I'm not going to spoil anything because still to this mm-hmm. day, people have not seen that movie. If you know, haven't which seen is it, crazy. And actually, I, like, you shouldn't do them the... Like, yeah, I was going to say, if they haven't already, seen it now... It is shameful. It's like, come anyway, on. I haven't seen anything and I've seen the usual yeah. stuff. Yeah, I was like, uh, verbal Kenneth Kaiser, so say you asshole mm-hmm. if you haven't seen it. Um, <laughs> How about that? <laughs> you heard it here I was like, you heard it. I said it. We scooped um, you guys. <laughs> that's right. But... um because yeah, like my brother hadn't seen it yet, and I was like, I can't talk to you. Oh come on, yeah. I mean, this was a yeah. conversation like three weeks ago too. I was oh like, yeah, I can't talk until you. He better see it. this before he listens to this, episode. right? Um, so I just remember when his when he starts to walk and his leg is going straight. I'm like, what the? Fuck? Mm-hmm. Just mind blown. I was like, yeah. okay, everything that leads up to that, and then you see the detective. Uh, Agent Kuyan looking at the board and mm-hmm. all the lies he literally mm-hmm. pulled from everything he just had in the room. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. Like, how do you do that? Like, I want to do that. Like, how do I do that? Yeah. And um, I remember we had to, I want to say it was my junior year, maybe, write a paper on what you want to do. Like, we had to research it for, it was like a two week thing to just get in depth about what you wanted to do what you wanted your career to be and whatever. And so I just started looking up screenwriting mm-hmm. after that. And I had a really good relationship with uh, Mrs. Rabarsik. She was the theater teacher at my school. And I had a really good relationship with her, and she found out, like, what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And that's where the University of the Arts came in. They were like, oh, we're having this woman come in and talk to us. Like, you should, you know, you should come and, like, listen. And I was like, oh, okay. And she gave me a thing to fill out and, like, whatever else. And after that, I kind of just went with it. That was it. Yeah, Hitting that was the it. Bug. Yeah. Cool. And so then you went to the school. Yeah, that... I ended up going there. And the University of Arts in Philadelphia is amazing because it's mm-hmm. one of those schools that whatever you're going there to study mm-hmm. is exactly what you're doing. So if you're there for dance, that's all Dancing. you're doing the entire four years you're there. Oh, that's and you awesome. take like oh. one math or science yeah. in the four years you're there. Mm-hmm. But your whatever, you know, um, whatever your principal studies are, like that's what it is. And so for us, um, they like to do because, like, I mean, a lot of people go and they're like, "Well, creative writing," and they're not sure if they want to do screenwriting. Because mm-hmm. our class went from being, I don't know, maybe thirty kids to twelve. I think, wow! Like by the time we graduated, because a lot of people figured out that they—that's not they're what they not, wanted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you'll take a foundation. They'll start talking about adaptations, you know, building screenwriting and stuff like that. And by the time you leave, I think we had like a spec script. Um, a feature and like two pilots or something written by the oh time we God. left. So they make sure like when you're, you're leaving, set up. Yeah. yeah, like you have a portfolio, so you have something. One of the things we talked about that we wish they had was uh, like a business course. I think they have it mm-hmm. now, but at the time when I was going, mm-hmm. they didn't yeah. have it. Like, how do you protect yourself? Like, how do you protect your work? That's... What? Who do you need to get in contact with when yeah. you start? Like when you're starting out, they didn't have those things, but they made sure you had a portfolio. Oh man, that's. I mean, the idea of like having all that. 
in college. Seriously. Like, I had none of that. I don't think I've ever taken a course in They just don't prep production. you very well. Like, some, like, some, they just, they just don't. Like, we mm-hmm. had, um, I can't remember what it was called, but we had a, the theater department would have an entire crew of students who would work lights and sound and, like, do everything for everything backstage. They had no, I mean... I've never heard of a school Mm-mm. that would do something like that. And like, that's yeah. what you take. Like, that's what you want to do. Right. Yeah. So um, it was in like, it was a great school to, it was a great school to learn from. It was great. It mm. sounds like fame. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm not a oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like you could like walk down the street and literally see a giant window with all the dancers in the window. So, yeah. Of course, right? It's fame. You went to, you went to fame. But like, uh-huh. it was, it's also one of the cool lures about the school was the fact that like you your buildings, like any class you had to go to, was like mixed in with the city. Like we were all on Broad Street, which is like the mm-hmm. main street in downtown Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So all of our classes are mixed in with like everything in the city. Like you, right. So it was great to walk everywhere. Like next door, there's a coffee mm-hmm. shop and a restaurant and then like a CVS. And then, oh, you're building for your classes right there. Mm-hmm. And across the street, there's like a hotel with a whatever. I mean, it was just really cool environment to like – especially for creatives to be in. So mm-hmm, the city yeah. was great for that. Yeah. So yeah. was there like, oh, I was just going to say, so you kind of got, you know, you went from suburbs to pretty big city, mm-hmm. Philly living. <gasps> I think you were in <laughs> We're in sync. But I'm JC Chazé. Anyway, um, so you, you know, are growing city-wise in size, and then you move out to Los Angeles. And had you been here before? I had been here, um, it was my junior year of college, and we had to do uh, an internship. So I was at Revelations Entertainment, which is in Santa Monica, mm-hmm. and that is, I think it still is, uh, Morgan Freeman's production, or, yeah, his production company. Amazing. So I was there for three months. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was staying in the Santa Monica area for a little bit, but that time in my life was terrible. Why? Can you want to talk about it? Do you want to go into that? or uh, Sure. Um, you want to relive a terrible like, time yeah, in your life? this? Uh, like, in detail. Mm. <laughs> so the internship was great. And at the time, we found out we had a family member that lived out here, and she claimed that she was relatively close to where I needed to be. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. So mm. you already know this. <laughs> so... So I ended up staying with her, but she lived in Hawthorne. Oh, my God. That's not close to Santa Monica. It's not not even fucking a little bit. It's not even close. And it was taking me like an hour and a half to two hours to get to work (sighs) every day. On top of the fact she was- One way? Yes. (sighs) On top of the fact she was charging my family for me to stay like on her couch. What? Yeah. And so I was like, I don't understand- how this is supposed yeah. to go. Yeah. So I ended up like buying my own food and like yeah. I had like a cup, a plate, a, a bowl, like my own silk. Like I was. Wow, what a welcoming she was, hostess. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. And I would call my mom and be like, you got to get me out of here. Yeah. Seriously. I was, like, I, I was like, I don't know what to do, but I was like, I got to get out of here. Yeah. So there was one, <laughs> there was one day, I guess I'd, I went to Wendy's and like threw a cup in the trash or something. And she... It was like the next day I came in from work and she called my name and she was like, so just so you know, you threw a Wendy's cup in the trash. And I was like, yeah, because it was trash. I, went, I was done with that. I was like, that. I was done. She was like, well, ice melts. I was like, wait, what? Uh, She's like, well, you left ice in the cup. 
I was like, mm. yeah, but it's in the trash. She was like, well, it leaked out on the floor. I was like, see, but you didn't say that. That's yeah, not what you said. You're just so you're just being like, yeah. yeah, you're just like you're just being a bitch. Yeah. So then it was like the next day, like I had brought like bananas, and I was like, okay, like be nice. Like my mom was like, just try to just just try and be nice. I'm like, I'm, I'm trying. I'm mm-hmm. trying. So there was like one day, I like made her breakfast. She was like, oh, I didn't know like young people could cook. Wow. I- you could just say thank you. Yeah, I'm like, you could just say, yeah. oh, thank you so now much I have for to doing go that. on my two-hour commute. <laughs> yeah, so, like, uh, good day. <laughs> so thanks. And um, I would, like, buy fruit or something. She'd be like, well, there are fruit flies. I don't like fruit. And so she would want to, like, throw my food away. So <laughs> there was one day she woke up and she said, all these plates and dishes in here can't be mine. I was like, they are absolutely yours. Yeah. I was like, I brought all my own stuff. So yeah, they're they're yours. Mm-hmm. She was very upset about that, and she was upset that like I wasn't taking out her trash or like washing, like I wasn't cleaning. You're not your her indentured servant. Yeah, but that's what like that's what she was expecting oh, okay. since I was staying there, and she was but you also, were also charging. Paid. You were also, yeah, like what? So I was like, oh, I was like, okay, we're doing this. I called my mom. I was like, I got. I was like, I have to go. I was yeah. like, I don't care where I go. I was like, I'll call friends who are still here, but I was like, I got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I went to work, and I came back after my two and a half hour commute, mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. My mom calls me on my way and she goes, well, did anything happen? I was like, have I like what? I was like, I've, mm-hmm. I've told you everything. I was like, I'm trying to escape. I really yeah. am. Yeah. And she's like, well, she called me. Uh-oh. It's like she called me and she wanted to talk. I was like, Look, I don't care what she tells you. I was like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So by the time I'm like 15, 20 minutes away from this woman's house, my mom calls me back and she was like, she wants you to leave. <gasps> So I was like, I was like, no problem. She was yeah. like, I, she was like, we'll get you like a hotel for the night. We'll figure out like yeah. whatever. And I was like, it's not a problem. So <laughs> I walk in. I'm trying to unlock the door, and like the key's not working. Are you serious? She, she, I d- I didn't say what? anything. So I just like rang the doorbell, and she's like on her phone. So she opens the door, and she's like grinning, and I just drop the key in her hand. Mm-hmm. I wa- I just walk around her, and I just go pack all my stuff, mm-hmm. and I just load the car. Yeah. And um, I had like a bunch of food that was like in there. Yeah. And it was like, you know, like chicken and stuff that I said, like frozen yeah. chicken and like yeah. whatever. And her response about the food was like, I was like, well, I've left a lot of food in here. You're more than welcome to have it. It's it's not a problem. I'm not going to eat any of that. You can throw it out. I was like, you know what? I was, Or she said she's not going to eat any of that. So I was like, okay, then you can throw it out. Yeah. I was like, it's not a problem. You can throw it out. Yeah. Like, I'm, like, I'm about to stay What a hotel. crazy person. She, she was a miserable person. Oh she just God. was. And, yeah. like, in the fact like, of the matter is, like, she expected me right. to be cleaning her house. Yeah. Like, that's what she wanted. And I, no, I'm paying you. So, yeah. We're, yeah. Not, we're not doing that. And you're, you're, she was your aunt? She, she was like, a, she was like a cousin on, like, my dad's side or something okay. like that. But you're still and like she was related. An older, like, yeah. You're still like and she family. was older. And I didn't have any problem helping, but you have to tell me. Like, I'm not yeah. going to assume that. When I come in, my job is to clean yeah. your house. And you be passive like, aggressive about it. Yeah. What a shitty, and you're already like trying, the, struggling. So, and, yeah. So then it got worse. Um, oh, no. <laughs> so it got worse. So then my internship was like three days a week. So what I would end up doing is like rotating on people's couches. Mm-hmm. And then my cousins lived in Hesperia. Mm-hmm. So my last day of my internship, I would drive from Santa Monica to Hesperia. Where's Hesperia? I don't even know where that is. Like, yeah. that's like going towards Vegas. Oh. It's like it's like three. I think it's three hours Whoa. from here, so that's like going to Vegas. Holy so it's like, shit. and then you still have like two hours or whatever it is to go to Vegas. So I would drive that Friday because I think it was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I would drive that Friday from Santa Monica to Asperia, stay there on Sunday or on 
that Monday, like whatever that day that was, I had to come in. Mm -hmm. I would wake up at five o'clock in the morning, pack. Oh, I would drive back. The mileage alone. Seriously. Do, I was like in and, a rental car. And like, that no, is no. The drive, I've never done the drive to Hesperia, although the times that I've driven to Vegas, I probably kind of did. Yeah. And that's the worst drive yeah. ever. Oh, it's, yeah. Ugh. It's the most boring thing you'll ever experience. And the traffic always going to Hesperia is the worst. And there's this giant grade you have to go up. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely, it's intense. Ugh. It's so ridiculous. No. Oh my god! I'm I'm amazed that after this experience, and you know, obviously, you said the internship was good, but mm -hmm. I feel like what you're describing as your life in LA. Yeah, that would have broken. I don't know if so I ever would have come back. Yeah, yeah. No, that I, sounds. I went back and forth for a long time, and it's weird because I still have those moments. Here. I'm mm -hmm. like, why? I'm like, why am I here? Yeah, I think <laughs> that that's I, just. I'm like, what am yeah. I doing? Yeah. Um, but. It was hard because I told my mom, I was like, I don't know. And it's same same thing mm -hmm. you just said. Like, I don't know if I want to come back. Like, I don't mm -hmm. know if this is something I want to do again. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know if I want to be here. Yeah. I, just, I just don't. And it was because of some of those experiences. I was like, no. Yeah. yeah. So I want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I mean, it's but, very reasonable. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> you know. But after going back to school and, you know, having that little break and doing my internship, I was mm -hmm. like, okay. Like, mm -hmm. if you're going to do it, it's either New York yeah. or it's L.A. Right. Like, where do you want to be? Yeah. And um, I went to L.A. or I went to New York one time and it was mm -hmm. with one of my best friends to um, to see one of her friends in a play or something like that. And I'd never gone. And she was like, I'm paying for your ticket. Just come. Mm -hmm. yeah. That'll be, you know. And it was during the holidays. And dear God, New York during Christmas is insane. <laughs> I've never yeah. been, but I oh can only God. imagine. Yeah. Like, just... Sidewalks are packed, streets yeah. are packed, yeah. restaurants are packed. Like everything is just, you know, we went to FAO Schwartz before yeah. it closed. Mm -hmm. um, just kind of like walked around Central Park and like enjoyed it. Her friend lived fairly close. But it's it's some tight quarters up in there. Yeah. Right. And I thought Philadelphia was like, I was like, uh, like to me, Philadelphia is like a smaller New York. Because mm -hmm. Philadelphia is mm -hmm. not that big and I feel like it's a lot easier to navigate. Yeah. Um, More accessible. Yeah. yeah. New York. Shit show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, you were like, which city is least worst? I was like, yeah, I was like, which one? <laughs> I was like, which one? And I was like, go, you know, I was like, go to the beast you know. So I went to yeah. I came back to LA. Yeah. yeah. And where did you live when you came back? Oh so God. Again. So when I came with my friend, we drove cross country and I stayed in Rosita. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With oh, yeah. two I stayed stayed in Rosita with two of her friends and we were all staying in this apartment. Mm -hmm. And uh I was miserable. It was too hot. I didn't have a car. Reseda's tough. Yeah, it, that's like yeah. yeah. It's like the bowels of the valley. It's, oh my God. first Los Angeles job was at a restaurant called Nona in Reseda. Oh, I think I know where that is. You probably mm. did. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's since closed, but it was a delicious Israeli food. Anyway, mm. continue. I feel like that was really, yeah, I was like, I feel like I was like right around the corner from that. Somewhere. You may have been. <gasps> I feel like that's real. <gasps> Sliding door. You were meant to meet each other. I was like, I'm pretty sure I know what the place is. But I stayed there. I didn't have a car at the time. Wow. Um, my parents were helping me pay for everything because mm -hmm. I literally like got in a car and like $500 and some clothes. Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, so I'm leaving. Here we go. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, let's do this. Yeah. Um, I stayed there and everybody started kind of like moving out. People were trying to find their own spots and whatever. And I ended up in West Hollywood for, I did for about three and a half years, I want to say. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. So um, I was over there for a while. And then that's when I started working at the Jim Henson Company. 
Cool. So I was over there for a minute. So what was your, how did you eventually get to Jim Henson? What Were you PAing? How did you um, So start my out? roommate at the time, she uh, she was working there, and I want to say she was the post-production coordinator for a kid show. Have you guys heard of Dinosaur Train? I don't know if anybody's ever heard of it. I don't think so. It was on PBS, and, well, you guys you guys have heard of Hey, no, hey Arnold, right? Yes, yeah. okay, I love so Hey Arnold. Mm-hmm. The creator of Hey Arnold, uh, Craig Bartlett, created Dinosaur Train. Okay. And so um, he had his show, I think it was, I think it was the first season they were doing it. She uh, got a job as their post-production coordinator, and their PA was leaving. She was going back to school, so they needed somebody to fill it. Mm-hmm. So I had I had worked when I first uh, was looking for a job. My first job was with a producer who I will not name, but it was also one of the worst experiences. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it was one of those You're things where— You're just getting where, hit hard by L.A. <laughs> it was one of those things where someone makes you— physically sick mm-hmm. it's like anxiety like wise. In, in stress yeah. yeah so as soon as that person calls or walks in the door and you're not sure what their mood's gonna be oh my god mm-hmm. yeah. i mean i literally had someone come in who was a stylist for the project they did and asked me why i worked for them wow Just, i mean it was you know the producer at the time wasn't in the office they didn't want to be in the office when this person came in yeah so there was that and then, you know, the stylist wanted pictures from set so she could have for her portfolio and her work and whatever. And I remember my boss going through those pictures and selecting the ones that the stylist could take. And so as soon as the stylist came in, they just looked at me like, why do you work for them? You know they've had like three assistants in six months, right? Like no, that did not know that. Mm. Didn't have that information. So interesting how that did not make it to Mm-mm. my yeah. realm of knowledge. Nope. Oh. Yeah. It's like oh. no one, no one gave me the heads up on that. So how long did you work for the monster? Oh God. Um, I don't know. I think I blocked out most of it. Yeah, like, <laughs> I actually I don't, don't. I actually I don't have an actual number of how long. I I honestly can't remember. Um, I was with her a couple months. Okay. Okay. Um, and I remember they were going. <laughs> They were going on a shoot and they were going to Hawaii and they were just going to let me go because they don't want to pay for me. <laughs> while they were oh. it's, fine. it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And I had shipped all of their stuff. It was like a couple hundred dollars worth of, it was like books and personal stuff and whatever they needed from the office. So shipped it there and two days later, I get a call from Business and Legal, who I actually knew at the time from um, Revelations Entertainment. That's where I had met him. So mm-hmm, that's how I got mm-hmm. connected with this job. And he said, <laughs> he's like, do you have the keys for the office? I was like, didn't I, didn't I just take you guys to the airport? Mm-hmm. He's like, well, producer and director didn't get along, so that they asked us to leave. Oh. I was like, what? Oh. Whoa. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, no, I don't have the key. I kindly left it on the table with the rest of the mail. I oh um, guess you're going to have to talk to the building about that. And a couple days later, the producer calls me and asks me if I can come back. Mm-hmm. No, that's, so, did, you, did you go back? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> oh no. Okay. I told well because. <laughs> and how old were you at this point? Oh too? God, I was twenty-two or twenty-three. Wow. Well, it's amazing that you didn't go back because I feel like, especially at that age, it's your first like big job in LA. And I was super green. I mean, like I had mm-hmm. no idea what the hell I was doing. Yeah. No, yeah. no idea. You know, when you first get out here and you're not sure, it's like you know you want to be yeah. a screenwriter. You know right. you want to be, you know, a DP or something like that. You you don't know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like navigating the city and figuring out how to get from point A to point B, mm-hmm. especially because nobody actually knows. You yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so. Point A looks very differently from point B. But I know that at least when I started out here, if I like I worked for this writer for a minute where I was just and you did some stuff for him, too. He'll remain nameless. Um, I was Didn't typed. Did see him on the sidewalk? We did. <laughs> like right outside of yep. recording a podcast. Yep. Like, oh. Ugh, shiver down my spine. <laughs> but I would type. He would handwrite everything, and I would type everything for him and then charge. I would invoice him how much I wanted to be paid or whatever. Mm. So he was paying me very little to be his typist, but expecting me to be available at his beck and call. Mm-mm. And when I wasn't available, he basically fired me from a job that I wasn't ever really hired at. <laughs> and I was devastated because yeah. I was like, I'm never going to work again. Nobody's oh, ever going to hire sure. me again. Oh, yeah. I you was know? like, I don't know anything. I was like, oh, dear God. Like, yeah, but you still had the wherewithal to be like, this is not a good climate for me. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, when they called and asked me, I had, I didn't call them back yet. Mm-hmm. I called my mom. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, I was like, they called me. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, what do they want? <laughs> I was like, I think they wanted me to come back. She was like, No, we're not doing that. She was like, Just tell, tell Good them no. for her. Nice. So what I did, what I did. So I said, You know, thank you so much, but I, I got another gig. Mm-hmm. They're like, Oh, that was, you know, impressed how fast it was. Yeah. You know, oh, congratulations. They you know, follow. good luck to you. <laughs> da, da, da. I was like, Thank God, mm-hmm. hire somebody else. What they didn't know was that I took a job as security at a fair for a week. (laughs) That's what they didn't know. Oh, my God. I would rather do that, even if it's just for a week or four days or whatever it is, than go back and work for you. That might be my favorite random job that I've ever (laughs) had a gig. Oh, cool. What production company? Carnival. Have you heard of it? Carnival. (laughs) So happy they didn't ask me, like, oh, where? Like, like, you don't care enough about me to ask, so I'm probably okay. But one of the best stories from the fair. So (laughs) Tales from the fair. (laughs) So we had to check everybody's bags and, like, strollers and stuff. Mm -hmm. For some of the events, you could bring in, like, your own wine or something. Um, I think if you were going to a concert, they would allow you to do that. But... Anything else you would have to buy on premises. And so we saw this young couple come in. I was like, first of all, she is drunk as hell and she's not of age. I know this for mm-hmm. sure. Like they had like a McDonald's cup yeah. filled with vodka. Like, yeah. And she, I mean, coming in, stumbling, bumbling, like whatever else. Mm-hmm. And so the boyfriend sees that we're confiscating people's like alcohol. Like we literally just have a tub of vodka, mm-hmm. bourbon, like tequila. People were just, yeah. I guess people were just planning to get lit at the fair. Yeah. So so the guy sees and he's like, give me give me your purse. And I'm like, so I'm watching and my cousin is actually working with me. So we're both watching. She's like, let's see how this is going to go. <laughs> <laughs> so we're watching this couple and she takes 
not a small, like not a fifth of Crown Royal out of her bag. It's a big one. No. Like it's like she has like the big thing of like oh Crown God. Royal like in her purse. And oh. I'm just like, so what is like, I think, okay, maybe they'll take it back to the car. I was like, maybe they'll just yeah. take it back to the car because they're not that far in line yet. Oh no. Mm-hmm. He decided, <laughs> he decided to stick it down his pants. Mm-hmm. I like just literally just slide. He was just like, hold on. And like slid the bottle. So I'm like looking through her purse and I was like, sir, but I'm gonna need you to take that bottle out of your pants. Uh, I was your like, pants I'm gonna have you a can't. Well, can I can I tell I was like, no. I was like, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna have to give me the bottle your, in your pants. Your pants literally royal. pants crown royal. Yes, yes. You just give it to me. He was also so like, upset. I mean, it like not even opened yet. Well, it's also like, like it's a round bottle. It's, it's not huge. even like it's not fucking, cylindrical. Yeah. It's huge. It's a weird ass shape anyway. And I'm like like, you, you don't have elephantitis, think, dude. Yeah, like what? How do you not yeah. think that no one's gonna see that? Yeah, in your pants, yeah. and you're wearing jeans. Like mm-hmm. I got, like, yeah. dude, come on, what's just going on? Give me a bottle. Yeah, and try to like put it in the band, like put a shirt over. Oh it. yeah, cool. Hot mess. <laughs> well done. Hot mess. Yeah. Um, oh my cousin had to break up a fight. Some oh. dudes, like some drunk dudes, through. Uh, threw a drink on this guy's wife. Oh uh, man, she's that literally fun. just like, <laughs> I want to go to a fair now. I mean, it's a hey, if you want to go, let me know. <laughs> I think my cousins and stuff still work. There. Oh my like, goodness, they do, I think they do it every summer. So it's just one of those things that they do yeah, in their town. Yeah. yeah, oh, I yeah. love it. Oh my god, so funny. So you go? No, you go ahead. Oh, you, you graduated from uh, from security affairs. <laughs> yeah. To, to what? What was next to, for you? So after that, mm-hmm. um, I that's when I got into Jim Henson. So mm-hmm. it was, um, you know. Roommate just said, "Hey, we need like a PA. Mm-hmm. You can li- you don't have a car, you can use mine if we need oh, that's you to go runs and like whatever else." Cool. Yeah, yeah. So I went in. I l- talked to uh, someone who is now one of one of my really good friends. His name is Travis Gates. He works on Brooklyn Nine Nine now. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So I met with him and we talked, and he was like. You're cool. He's like, you can, it's fine, just start. So mm-hmm. it was like the next day, I was starting to work at Jim Henson Company with, you know, cool. uh, this crew for uh, Dinosaur Train. Met Craig, super cool, mm-hmm. loves music, pot. He's awesome. Cool. <laughs> he's, Craig, he's, he's, he's great. Um, so we, so after that, I think it was on that for like that season and I ended up being on another kid show, uh, still on the Henson lot, called Sid the Science Kid, which was real weird. They had, it was all motion capture based. Mm-hmm. So you would have little actors being in like the, like all the green suits, uh-huh. like, like the motion capture suits. And you would have puppeteers doing the voices and the movements of like the characters on screen. That seems like so much work. It was so complicated. Like, and if you needed a dog for something, mm-hmm. you would have to put a dog like you'd have to motion <laughs> catch. You'd yes. have to Andy Circus a dog. Yes. Oh my god, that you, doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It, Is that just like, me? That? No, it was. It was weird and expensive. And yeah. like, <laughs> it's like you would go in and like watch them. You're like, this doesn't make any sense. There has to be an easier way to do this. Mm-hmm. But it was. It was so complicated mm-hmm. and. Um, so I was on that for a season, and I was an assistant post coordinator on that show, and then I ended up going back to Dinosaur Train after they fired, after they fired someone. <laughs> so they were like, "Hey, mm-hmm. so we need you back. So yeah. we just need you to take that spot." No problem. Yeah. Um. So I was there. Yeah, and I was there for about three and a half years. Oh, nice. I was there for about three and a half years, and then um, after that. You know, the show was done. We weren't sure if we were getting another season. Everybody was kind of wrapping up and moving on to different things. And 
Um, I remember going to visit my mom who lived in Oakland at the time. Like mm-hmm. my dad was out there, they were hanging out. And I think I want to say it was like Memorial Day something or Labor Day. And I was like, well, I'm not working. I'm just take the train, go out there, and then I'll figure out what I'm going to do, mm-hmm. you know, when mm-hmm. I get back. And I get a call the next day from my friend Travis. He was like, would you want to be like a creator's assistant or like a writer's assistant? I was like, hell yeah. yeah. I was like, who is it? He's like, Prentice Penny? Do you know? I was like, no, the, let me do research. I was like, yeah. I don't know. And so, you know, he wrote for Girlfriends and, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it's huge. Um, he did, um, what's the show that everybody loves that I never watched and I feel Happy Endings. Mm-hmm. He was he did yeah. that. Yeah. And um, I was like, yeah, sure. They were like, well, you know, it's his first project and it was for a fuse mm-hmm. and it was called The Hustle. And, you know, their description of it was like, it's a hip hop entourage of sorts. And I was like, okay. I was like, that's cool. I was like, yeah, I'm down. I was like, well, who do I need to give my resume to? He was like, don't worry about it because it's literally half of Jim Henson as the crew on this. Oh, So amazing. everybody's like, yeah, so I just yeah. got lucky and it was like, everybody vouch for you. Just oh when God. you're done hanging out with your family, just come in. Mm-hmm. Like, so, let me know when you're going to come and in. And it's so how it works a lot of the time. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. I think people don't realize that too. You um, get, I mean, you get lucky and the people you meet um, as you're going through mm-hmm. your journey here in LA, if they're awesome people, they look out for you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and you're, you think about your network and the people you want to surround yourself with and they're just so incredibly helpful mm-hmm. and you're willing to do the same thing for them. Mm-hmm. And that's how you always end up getting a job. It's, Absolutely. You know, it's always, it's always that. So, um, so after I got back, he was doing like his first table read. I hadn't mm-hmm. met Prentice yet. Like I was just there helping them set up and meeting some of the actors that were there that day. I think Clinton Lowe was the only person who was there that day, I think. Um, but so I just got there, hadn't met him. Uh, Millicent Sheldon was there. She was the director mm-hmm. uh, at the time. She, her background, she did a lot of music videos. But um, she directed a lot for Insecure. She actually won, I think she won a NAACP award for one of the episodes, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, yeah. I think. Um, so she she was there. Her assistant was there. And we were in this cool, like, hotel, like, somewhere in, like, Santa Monica. It was all fancy and everything. Where you're like, like so this is it. I was like, this is my life now? This is so <laughs> great. Like, I've come a long um, way, baby. I was like, I was like, I'm not security do? at the fair anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, but what you don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but went to the table read, met him. He was so cool. He was, like, friends are just so cool. And I remember his manager, Chris, who I now work for, was kind of like, he doesn't know how to like do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like, he's probably not gonna ask you for like a lot, but just touch base with him. He's gonna like doing stuff like on his own, like just, you know, but like just be there. So I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. But as we were on like set together and stuff like that, he, I mean, we opened up a lot to each other. He actually put some stupid joke that I said to him like in one of the episodes. Amazing. Like, he, he's awesome. And I've talked to him and consider him a mentor ever since mm-hmm. then. So um, he's been great and somebody I talked to. So I was with him for, I guess, like six months throughout most of the process. Um, and then it was under um, Generate, which like management production company. And that's where Chris worked. And I ended up staying on to do post-production coordinating for the show because one of my friends uh, worked for 
uh, Modern Family. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she was like an associate producer, post coordinator on there. And it was at the time where the I think the actors were going through whether or not they were going to, uh, I think they wanted more money. So they were yeah. just kind of like, mm, mm-hmm. we're not going anywhere. So yeah. just, so she had no idea whether, like when she was going back because the actors were still in negotiations. Mm-hmm. So it was like all of a sudden she got a call one day. It was like, hey, we're going back to work tomorrow. So Travis... Travis again <laughs> calls Travis. Travis man. coming through, Travis. always coming through. Um, Travis calls me and he's like, "Hey, you want to uh, be a post production coordinator?" I was like, "What's that?" <laughs> he's like, "Don't worry about it, just show up." I was yeah. like, "You got it, I'm there." I feel like that's also very much a story of LA. Just yes. like, oh, nobody knows what they're doing. <laughs> yes. You just figure it out. You just figure it out as you go. Oh, okay, cool. I'm there. Just, yeah. I'm cool. Just yeah. let me know. Point me in the right direction. Yeah. yeah. But it was essentially that, and he's. I mean, and he was great whatever they needed so I also got to sit in the room with Prentice and like look at the episodes that they were being oh, built awesome. and like notes it what was, a great learning yeah. experience yeah. too and Wonderful. he he actually had to leave close to the end of a shooting and I remember Chris approaching me and I was like I was like damn I'm about to be out of a job I was like if he has to go back to happy endings mm-hmm. like uh, there's, there's like no reason for me to be here and <clears throat> I remember Chris came up to me and was like, so, hey, um, Prentice is going back. And I was like, this is the part where I get fired. And I was like, shit. Okay. <laughs> I was like, you know, I was like, Prentice is going back. Um, so we're going to need you to have his notes and sit in his chair and talk to, like, the director and, like, me when we're doing this stuff. And I was like. Amazing. What? Uh... I, was like, you, I was like, you want me to sit in a chair? With he was like, yeah, like you're not going to get anybody drinks. You're not doing. He's like, you're, you're not like doing any of that the stuff. surrogate show. Like, we need. Yeah. He was like, we need you. You, we need you in the chair, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "I was like, oh, this is what this feels like, right?" <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, I was uh, like, "I like this." Yeah. Um, but that was that was also an awesome experience. So it would be like us having his notes, Facetime it on set whenever he could get a break. Oh, and that's like amazing. Just, mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes it would be like he wanted to talk to an actor about something he had, some cut or something like he had just seen. So it would be like us huddled around a phone trying to talk to like this actor, have Prentice on FaceTime, but it was it was an incredible experience. Mm-hmm. I was like that was that was awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. That's very cool. Um mm-hmm. and, and then you then, went on from there to work with and Chris. Then, yeah. Then I went from there, um I was kinda like wrapping up, mm-hmm. but they just kept giving me things to do. They were like, Oh, so could you, you know, just hang out and like stay for yeah, so I started doing like little office management stuff for them, and um, then uh, Chris one day asked me, he was like, "Do you want to be like a producer or manager?" I was like, "One, I want somebody to manage me eventually." Right. Producer, haven't really thought about it. I said, however, being a writer, which we know how hard mm-hmm. that is here, I was like, I don't mind taking another job in order to add more skills to my skill set. I was like, yeah. I, w- I want to learn as much as I can. Mm-hmm. So I ended up taking a job for him and like the co-president, Jared, and I've been with them for five years. Man. So, and they just recently uh, left our previous company and started their own. So um, we work, uh, we work, ITV is our parent company. Mm-hmm. So that's So that's where we're at. Um, so they started their own production company and like we're we're there. It's wow. amazing. So yeah. So I've kind of yeah, my LA has been Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. But I love stories like that. I do it just too. goes to show like you come out here, you have like a little experience from college and you really build here like you build a life for yourself. Yeah. 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 It's hard. <laughs> it's in yeah, it's incredibly hard to do that. And again, I even going through that transition with 
Jim Henson mm-hmm. and, you know, the hustle, I was like, what do I want to do? Right. Like, mm-hmm. do I really want to, like, be out here? Do I want to, you know, do I want to go back? Don't want to try New York. Don't want to go mm-hmm. back to Philadelphia. Like, what, yeah. you know, where, where am I at? And through the process, I've also discovered that I really like creative development for scripted. Mm-hmm. Like, I love reading scripts. I love giving notes, not crazy notes that don't make any sense. <laughs> um, but, like, Which is as so a writer, nice. what's the hell I mean, you assert your power? What are you talking about? <laughs> but, as someone who studied writer for film and television, for me, I'm just, it's easy for me to read something mm-hmm. and be like, okay, like I know what you meant. Mm-hmm. I know what you want to say. I know what you mm-hmm. want to do. So I can give you a clearer note than somebody being like, mm, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But you're like, you don't know about what. I don't know what it <laughs> yeah. is, but it's something. Yeah. It seems, <laughs> it's like, what about the characters? Mm-hmm. You're like, oh. so, what, so, yeah. so what about what about them? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Uh, but I know it's something. Yeah. Or somebody that tells you it's like too much of their network, like. Oh, like this is two CW, mm-hmm. and you're like, well, yeah, this right. is the CW, that's right? Who, that's who that's where we are, right? For, right? Yeah, but I mean, it's like notes like that. But I was like, no, I want to give you something that you can work with. Mm-hmm. And I remember one of our uh, clients at the time, he had this script, and my boss couldn't get on the phone with him, and he was like, do you want to talk to him? He was like, I got to do this and this other thing, and I was like, oh yeah, because I read his script like four times at this point. Mm-hmm. So we sat on the phone for an hour just going through notes and him asking questions and I was like, oh God, I want this to be my life. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, it was like I was like I this I was like, this is what I want. So um yeah. So that's it's how amazing. I got yeah, so that's how I got from I also point a to point B. <laughs> love your story with Prentice too, because I feel like especially as a young writer coming up Everybody wants a mentor. Everybody wants that person that you can work for and look up to mm-hmm. and feel like they have your back. Mm-hmm. But I think oftentimes, especially in writing, established writers don't necessarily want to help younger writers mm-hmm. because they don't want to be replaced, essentially. For sure. For sure. So to just have that mentor mm-hmm. relationship. Yeah. Like, is I can amazing. I mean, I had questions for Prentice like a couple of days ago, and I just sent him a text yeah. message. He was like, Yeah, we talk Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. Yeah, that's <clears> the best. But he's always like that. Happy birthday text. Mm-hmm. Hey, what you doing? Or if I have a question, I'm like, hey, if I submit this to da da da, like, do I need to register it? Or like, how does that go if I'm sending just like paragraphs to people? He was like, he's like, I would register it, but you know, he was like, they normally don't. But he was like, just in case, mm-hmm. I, I would do that. Yeah. So I can ask him anything. So nice. and he'll That's answer, the best. You know. That's the best. So he's he's been great. Um. So I really want to talk to you about Krav Maga too. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. Uh-huh. So oh, wait, before we do that, just one last button. Yeah. On the, yeah. Um, like, have your. Oh, sorry. I'm just. I feel like I'm doing this a lot to Lindsay. Like, she's like, my wait. question. But what about my question? No, ask your question. Uh, what's your question? What you got? This get? is not organic at all. Not at all <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. Really quickly. No, no. Um, so, do you think uh, when you started out coming out to LA, you wanted to be a writer? Yeah. Um, has Has that changed? Has it evolved? Has it become more specific? I feel like. I feel like it's evolved for mm-hmm. me. Um, recently, I decided I wanted to try my hand at writing a novel. I always get there's one note that I always get. Maybe if you like cut back on the detail a little bit, and mm-hmm. I was like, but no, but like, why would you do that? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the best part of like yeah. what you're doing. So right. I, I decided to like kind of not. I mean, not completely give up like screenwriting like at all. But I wanted to try my hand at like a young adult novel. So yeah. I just started doing like research for it and whatever else because that's. What I, I that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of the things like details, like one of my favorite things. I just that's that's what I like. I want somebody to like really see 
what's on the page. Like you want to touch it and taste it. And I want and to it, hit everybody's senses. And sometimes and it in is, scripts, it's you people can't don't do read that. action. No, mm-hmm. not people even a little bit. Yeah. Hardly ever read action in scripts. Never. So weird. And I, I always get the same note. And I'm just like, but that's annoying. Yeah. Because like you should know. Yeah. There's a reason yeah. it's there. It's not yeah. just yeah. dialogue. It, right. Like, yeah, exactly. <sighs> so I. So for me, I kind of wanted to try doing, um, I want to try writing a novel and then also just really focusing on development, like creative development for scripted. Like mm-hmm. those are those are the things I was like, no, I'm just going to focus on screenwriting and I'm just going to do this. Because at first it was like, I just want to do features. Yeah. And then I met uh, one of my professors in college. Her name is Stacy. She was our, uh, oh God, it wasn't adaptation. I think it was like just for... I think it was just for TV. So we would do, like in her class, that's where we did our spec script. So my spec script, because this will tell you a lot about me, was Nip Tuck. Mm. Just mm-hmm. Nip Tuck was my crack until it got to like the third season. That's yeah. getting real weird. Yeah. Like it's, it was the future season that was real weird. And then the, the season with the serial killer when I was fell really off. weird. Oh, I should have come back for the serial killer though. I feel like I It was made... like Black Mar- It was weird. It was... It, mm. The first season mm. of Nip Tuck was incredible. Oh God. It I, was great TV. I came... Another thing, my mom, she she has watched everything. Everything on Netflix, I'm pretty sure she has handled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she, I remember I came home from hanging out with our friends. I was like one weekend. I was like, I came home and she said, <laughs> I'm coming up the stairs. I'm passing her room. And she's like, oh, you need to go turn to FX. There's a show I need you to watch. And I'm like, mom, I, I was like, your mom. Mm-hmm. it's like 11 o'clock. She was like, girl, just watch the show. It's an hour. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. It's really good. You'll be glad you, you glad you watched it. And so as soon as, you know, you see Christian driving down the highway, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in his like Lamborghini or like whatever it is. And I was like, mom, what is this mess? And it's literally one of the first scenes, him at the bar talking to Kimber yeah. and the juxtaposition with. Sean and like his wife Mm -hmm. I was like oh my god this is so good (laughs) (laughs) so I wrote so that was my spec script for uh, her class Mm -hmm. and I remember her um like uh introducing me to her name is oh guys Rachel Berman I don't even know if she works there anymore but she was like I want you to meet my friend like we were at WME together like did it I want you to talk to her and so one of the things she said to me because I think my question to her was what do you wish you knew then that you know now? Mm-hmm. And she said, I wish that I would have done television instead of features. Mm, she was like, when I first got here, she was like, I was very motivated to do features. She was like, they take too long. Everybody's an asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just, she was like, it it takes a lot out of you. Mm-hmm. And she was like, TV is longer. Everybody is just... You know, you can get a great room. You can get a great, you know, producer and like stuff. Like she was like, you can get a great network, and it just makes the experience so much better. So she said, I really wish I would have done television instead of features first. And then I really started to like think about it, and um, I went back and I was like trying to write another feature, and I was like, you know what? I don't know why I'm doing this. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm trying to write this feature. I was like, I don't even like it. So <laughs> then I started, you know, trying to write pilots and stuff like that. So I've transitioned and gone through different periods of like what I want to write and like right now I think I'm honing in on stuff that I really really want to do and focus on now since that's awesome first getting here until now yeah yeah what a journey it is a journey (laughs) including Krav Maga (laughs) so Gabby does Krav Maga (laughs) one of my favorite things that like fun facts about you when we first met I'm like yes yes (laughs) I love this um, what was your 
what 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 got you into it? Um, you just want to be able to beat some ass. I re- my friends started calling me Batman, which is really funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so my mom's great aunt, who I'm actually named after, had always told her, if you do anything take self-defense classes. Mm-hmm. She'd always been trying to get like my mom to like do something like that. And my mom had never done it. And I was, I had stopped going to the gym because it's like I hated like just the monotony of, you know, you put on your headphones, go do your cardio, yeah. it's leg day. It was like, it was just getting mm-hmm. too, it was getting too boring to me. And I worked right across the street from Krav Maga Worldwide. And I would walk up and down the street, like just hitting up places to go for lunch or whatever. And I walked by and I just saw these people in there just beating the hell out of heavy bags, running around. <laughs> I was like, man, I was like, I'd love to be in that kind of shape. You know, I was just like, man, like, I was like, and they look like they're having fun and, you know, whatever. So I was like, I don't know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll look it up. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I got my sandwich from Subway and went back mm-hmm. to the office. And um, I just went online, looked them up or whatever, and I emailed whatever whatever email address they had like mm-hmm. on there and someone literally got back to me that day. That's awesome. Nice. And I just said, hey, like, I kind of want to do this. I'm not sure. I've never taken a class or anything like that. You guys are literally across the street from where I work and I just, can I come in? Can I touch? She was like, oh my God, yes. She was like, come in. Um, I'll show you around the gym. She was like, and maybe you'll, I'll just have you do a class. And I was like, I was like, oh, okay. So I went there. And it was last, God, it was the last week of July, like 2017. Mm-hmm. So I went there and I sat down and I was talking to her or whatever. And she was like, well, Archie's class starts at 530. And I was like, okay. So she's like, oh, you know what? Put all your stuff here. She's like, just go to class. We'll talk after. And it was learning like knees, how to get out of chokes. And this is level one. So I was just like, first class. And I think my partner was like this girl who was probably 12. (laughs) I was like, I'm really sorry. I don't know how to do any of this. Um, But I remember actually coming out of my shoe that one class. Mm -hmm. And the instructor's like, just take them off. He's like, I don't, he's like, I can't even train him. He's like, just just take them off. He's like, give me your shoes. Just give them to me. Um, But it was fun. It was intense. And I was like, oh my God, why haven't I been doing this before? So I get out and I talk to her and I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna, yeah, I'm just gonna sign up. Like I'm just gonna do it. Mm-hmm. I was like, so let's, I was like, so let's talk about this. So I talked to my mom and she was like, she was like, well, let's look at your budget. Let's make sure you can do it. Did it. I mean, like mm-hmm. we just like kind of just planned it out. And like the next day, I just, I went back and I signed up. And you found wow. your, you found your people. I, d- I did. I did. <laughs> I found my people. Do you feel like you can beat some ass now? Um, I've been told I kick and hit pretty hard. <laughs> I've been, I've been told, uh, I've been told I leave a mark. So, wow. yeah. Um, I think that m- one of my biggest things is I would love to know how to defend myself. So I feel like yeah. <clears throat> it's a great, <clears throat> great, uh, skill to have. And I hope that we get approached in a dark alley one day and then I just see you like Batman out. Yeah. <laughs> well, another, like besides like my, my mom and like, you know, her telling me that story about her great aunt and it's something that my mom also really wanted me to do. I'm a single female living in LA. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you need to protect yourself. And mm-hmm. there have been some really weird, like scary moments you can, like I've had here and, you know, I'm sure you guys as well. Totally. And you're just like, so what do I do in that situation? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And, um, I I guess for me, 
like I said, living alone and not knowing what to do. And mm-hmm. I have great, and like I have great neighbors. They're they're awesome. There's like a married couple in the back, and there's a single guy in the front, and we all just like help each other out, like whenever. But at the end of the day, yeah, it's me. It's like yeah. I'm coming home at one o'clock in the morning from whatever. Right. I don't know if there's somebody standing over there. Somebody's like waiting for me to come home. Like I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, for <laughs> for self defense classes, I. I started taking those and I wasn't quite sure how long I was going to take them. But one of the stories that um, the woman who signed me up for, her name was Christine. uh, One of the stories she told me when we first sat down was also an eye opener for me. And I think you guys might have heard of it. It was actually in the paper. So there was a woman who was attacked in the arc light at uh, Sherman Oaks Galleria. Oh, really? It was like broad daylight. Like she was attacked. Like she was there at a movie. You know, it was like mm-hmm. four o'clock or something, and she was there in a movie, and some guy assaulted her in the movie theater and ran, wow. just took off, and you know, and in that situation, you, your your initial response is shock, right. most likely. So, you, and you also, again, in not knowing how to defend yourself, you have no idea what the hell to do in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, she, I think she was in the, yeah, I think it was in the paper. One of my friends said she had seen it too. But he attacked her in a theater and left and just ran off. And they didn't know what to do about it. Yeah. yeah. You know? So I had, like, read that, too. I was like, I work right there, though. Like, I work, like, Mm -hmm. in this vicinity. And who knows if he's done that again and whatever. And so there just kept being more and more things. And another woman was attacked. She just, like, just came home from, like, walking her dog. And she was walking in. I think it was, like, early in the morning before she had to go to work. And a homeless man ran up on her while she was trying to get into her apartment and was, like, forcing her into her apartment. Jesus. And tried to attack her. And that was, like, oh down the street, God. too. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, it happens all the time. Yeah. Every single day. And I was like, you just have to. I was like, you have to learn how to do yeah. yourself. You just mm-hmm. have to do it. And you yeah. have to do it for you. Yeah. So that was one of my big motivating factors. That's awesome. That. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Um, man. Well, I want to talk about Krav and God forever, but we are running out of time. Yeah. And we do have... Our big final question. question. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to do the honors, Rebecca? I'll do it. Um, All right. So we ask this to all of our guests. Okay. Um, uh, If do you have any advice for young women, um, either in your industry Mm -hmm. or just life advice as a whole? Life advice as a whole. Okay. So, God, I was like, now I've like done the health coach thing, like all that stuff, like Mm -hmm. thinking about all the things that I've learned. for women in the industry or just young women in general, it's like trust yourself. Mm-hmm. Like yes. trust yourself because you know what you want. Don't let anybody else tell you what you want. Mm-hmm. Follow, like if if you want to be a writer, if you want to be an architect, like whatever it is, trust yourself and make sure you do exactly what it is you want to do. Don't let anybody else tell you. I love Fucking that. Fucking A. <laughs> well, I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, oh. ma'am. I'm going to go into the world and <laughs> follow my gut. Yes. I mean, you know, self-confidence. Yeah. And it's it's more, than, it's more than, you know, just like, I look cute today. Or like, mm-hmm. I'm going to go out and like, it's being confident in the decisions you make for yourself. Yeah. yeah. And so you should, and you should follow your gut. And if you do what it is you want to do in life, that's, that's how you go far and get where you want to be. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. I love that. That would be Amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. right. Goodbye.